0: a calm beautiful podcast we speak about the light hold back truths to spare your feelings we never rock the boat no unfiltered opinions here um, um. uh no you're listening to unfiltered unfiltered If it's politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, and everything in between, we shoot you straight through the eyes with the truth. Streaming to six continents from Colorado Springs, Colorado, and West Hollywood, California. Sponsored by the Studsman Group. We're real. We're raw. We are unfiltered. This is Bobby and Luke.
1: Welcome to Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. It is Sunday. Luke, it is Sunday, March 28th. This is the last Sunday of the first quarter of 21. What are your thoughts on the first quarter so far?
0: Ah, uh,
2: uh, uh, by the way, a very happy Sunday to you as well. Amen. Happy Sunday afternoon. Amen. <laughs> happy, happy Palm Sunday to our folks uh, in the Jesus Corner. Happy pass over to all of our folks on the other side uh you know first quarter has been you know in my industry you know that the 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 boom continues not so much you know i was just having this discussion the other day with colleague you know we saw the spike in cannabis consumption during the beginning of the pandemic last year uh, and then, you know, saw a, not a rapid decline, but certainly a decline and then things kind of steady off and we can uh, continue to see strong sales, strong distribution, uh, strong growth, uh, which is Specifically, what uh, I'm all about is helping new companies get up and running. Right. So, first quarter, uh, so far, so good, and nice. really, really excellent uh, developments, uh, at least here in California.
1: Very <laughs> nice
2: in the in the second quarter. How go yep. things for you, my friend,
1: dude? The first quarter, you know we we were lucky. Last year for the year, we had record sales and our first quarter surpassed what we did the first quarter uh, last year. And we've got bigger things, big fish coming to the table. And I think we're going to have a a record. And when I say record, I think we're going to beat last year's sales with with a multiplier of two or three, depending on, you know, everybody was gun shy about changing providers last year. Right. So when people went Mm -hmm. from their office to their home, they're Mm -hmm. like, well, we're with X provider. We're going to stay with them. They say they've got this, we're going to use it. And what they found out is that a lot of their providers are really shitty when it comes Uh to home services, or maybe it's a solution like a hosted voice, like maybe at, at work, they had, um, you know, they had POTS lines and now they're moving to hosted voice for the remote worker and they don't mm-hmm. understand that home internet goes down all the time. If you don't have redundancy or failover, you're out of business with hosted voice. So mm-hmm. we've got a lot of that that we're fixing for a lot of companies is providing the failover, moving them away from POTS to hosted voice have redundancy and I mean, phenomenal domestically. And again, internationally, we've got a lot of stuff we're working on in Latin America, uh, specifically South America. And so, yes, I think 2021 is gonna be a phenomenal year for us and we'll have, soon we'll be announcing um, a, a new business we're starting and we're excited to announce that maybe in the next week or two
2: maybe maybe
1: so <laughs> question for you uh Bobby yes, sir. as yes, sir. as
2: as more people continue to work at home and it's looking yes. like you know a lot of the the tech giants uh, the facebook's the google's the apples of the world are going to sure. continue to allow a large percentage of their workforce to work from home and I'm one of those people, not for those companies, but for uh, my industry. And, you know, if my internet just has a intermittent outage because I'm stuck with one of the big internet providers and I don't have those redundancies and whatnot. right? Do you think that there's going to be uh, companies like yours and others that will move into the space to create redundancies for uh, for the at-home worker because if I if I yeah I can tether shit to my phone and whatnot but if right. if, if my high-speed internet goes out I'm mm-hmm. fucked like that uh, it just right. means I'm not communicating with the outside world for the for that time right like, do you see any solutions on the horizon for that
1: yeah actually you know we've you know we've got it we do a lot now uh really towards I would say Mid-November, December, we, we, we really dug deep into uh, getting the, you know, the failover, getting people the phones and the hosted voice accounts and uh, redundancy with the internet. So we've got, you know, we've got a solution called SD-WAN where we can, we can aggregate multiple circuits. So you could take, say, mm-hmm. a, a Comcast circuit and a CenturyLink circuit. Say you're getting 100 megs each. And you aggregate. I mean, now you've got a two hundred meg pipe. Well, if that CenturyLink circuit goes down, you still've got your other circuit, so you're still up and running. And then as soon as that other circuit comes back up, now you've got that you know the aggregated two hundred meg pipe. Or depending on you know some locations, the max speed may be fifty meg's, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, and and sometimes now you know pre COVID. ISPs like the Comcast and the Cox and the Century Links weren't allowing homeowners to order multiple circuits. On the business side, that is very common. Hey, 100 megs isn't enough. I'm going to order three or four of those. And the beauty of RSD-WAN is we can aggregate then all those circuits into one pipe. Yeah, but the thing is, is if you've got five circuits with one provider, if, if, if it goes out, all go out, Right. That's why we, you know, uh, we've got, uh, we can utilize cable, DSL, fiber, satellite, and LTE. So Mm -hmm. LTE is the primary failover, right? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we've got SIMS um, where we provide one meg or, I'm sorry, one gig, two gig, five gig. And then some locations say out in Nebraska or Iowa, Or specifically, we've got clients with several locations, uh, fast food locations in like Indiana. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, LTE is the primary where we've got them on, say, a, a 50 gig plan with with cellular because their Internet constantly is going down with with Windstream, for example. And, sure. um, you know, so there's different stuff we can do there. But, yes, we've got a solution that's very cost-effective that provides aggregated capabilities, that provides failover capabilities, and, and it's very easy to install. Good stuff. Good Absolutely. stuff. Yeah.
2: Well, hell yeah. Hell, well, shall hell, we get yeah. into it, Bobby?
1: <laughs> we shall. So today what I've got for our intro music, is I've got it's called No Regrets by Eminem and Don Tolliver. Lovely. Yeah. You know, i had a chance to do it all over again.
2: i don't change shit. DA got that dope. I'm screaming now.
1: coding, they want my life into more like an o3 they want for rose eats i give them nosebleeds. bleeds they want me imploding exploding self-loathing eroding i'm screaming at him with no regrets and i'm hulking i'm ripping out of my clothing i had to go see the doc like Kumogi. Yeah. never took much to get been strained never been swayed by color or skin shades and stay one hell razor with so look you know i was just thinking you know there's a yeah. lot of there's a lot of people that i know that are working from home and i asked him okay what has your company invested into your infrastructure you know there's people that 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 are in you know insurance they work for call centers for maybe an insurance company or they've got a job where they're they're just constantly on the phone all day talking with clients or taking calls or whatever and they don't have anything different it's like the company's like well we're gonna reimburse you for your internet OK, mm-hmm. well, how, mm-hmm. how fast is your Internet, Chris? Yeah. And he's like, yeah. "I've, I've got 12 megs and we run conference calls and Zoom calls. And I was like, OK, uh, your Zoom is going to be shitty, right? Is has it been shitty? And he's like, it's been really shitty. And I was like, so your company's OK with you guys getting on shitty conference calls because they're not yeah. beefing up your Internet. They're not improving your infrastructure. And he's like, well, I'm using my laptop. That's what we're using to host. The hosted voice is a soft phone software on his laptop, running all that Zoom calls, hosted voice, and everything up the 12 megs of internet, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, they they really need to think about what they're doing. Yeah, no, I,
2: I you know, constantly, uh, in my, in my capacity as a support to my clients, I am talking to people at, at support centers, uh, for POS for seed to sell programs, et cetera. And I ask them, you know, when I, when I finally get one on the phone, I'm like, so where are you, what are you doing right now? And they're like, well, I'm at home on my cell phone, uh, getting this phone call. Mm. And it's just remarkable to me that, you know, People are working as call center reps, essentially just sitting, you know, at home using
1: their cell phones. With, so therefore, none of that's being tracked. None of the data is yep. being analyzed. No, nothing.
2: Yep, exactly. Wow. Exactly. Wow. Like, we're just happy to be able to provide service. Well, shit. Okay, wow. <laughs> you know, and it's also it's it's interesting because the message uh, the it still comes on you know, uh, to ensure customer service that this call may be recorded. Sure. Well, is it? I mean, the, per- the person right. sitting there on their cell phone. Right. I, 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 I don't know what co- companies are doing. Uh, we're right. over but a year. Call center right software
1: now. can be ran from your home, right? They can log in online. They log into the software via the cloud. Now, in the last pod, we talked a lot about the cloud. This is mm-hmm. cloud-based software. It's not like you've got to go to a call center to p- plug yourself into this. Mm-hmm. There's, there's software that they can load. And it, it, that blows, the, blows me away that a, a call center, reputable company, would be allowing employees just to simply, you know, because what it does, Luke, is when you call an 800 number, that's a DID, right? In the hosted yeah. world, that's called a DID. And you can mm-hmm. have that did be the face 800 number. And then behind that did, you can have it ring whatever fucking device you want. Right. Right. So right. all the employees probably provided their cell phone numbers and now their cell phones, instead of, you know, sending and shipping uh, VoIP phones, they're just having employees yep. use their cell phones. Yep. But the thing is, unless that software is loaded on their cell phone, they're not getting any, 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 any analytics. They're not being able to record right. those. You're not, I mean, it's just crazy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, uh, it's a,
1: it's a strange
2: subset of what's going on right now with this. Like, like I am all for work at home measures staying in place for right you know, the foreseeable future. I think that's just the safest way to continue. Sure. But these companies ultimately have to have some sort of accountability right. uh, for those calls as if that person was sitting in an office uh, on that VoIP phone.
1: Right. Right. And they don't even have to send them a physical phone. There's, there's thing called soft phones. It's software mm-hmm. for your, your smartphone. It's part mm-hmm. of the call center software. There's a lot of providers we're setting up a 25,000 person call center right now down in South America, spread across three locations. A lot of them aren't going to be working in the physical call center to start. We're setting up their, you know, we're providing smartphones, setting up those smartphones with the soft phone software. So it's just like they're at the office. Okay. So if, if, if that employee says, hey, Luke, go fuck yourself, they'll know who it was when it happened and they'll have all the, all the analytics and everything behind it. If they're just using their personal cell phone just to take calls, that's very sketchy.
2: Yeah.
1: Very. Yeah. So,
2: yeah, we'll we'll see uh, which side of it it, (laughs) that that, uh, things have been on. uh, But Bobby, I, uh, you know, I I would be remiss to not ask you uh, sitting there in Colorado Springs, uh, how are things going out in Colorado? We're just about a week removed from the terrible gun violence in Boulder. And the Republicans are, as per usual, doing what they do, saying that uh, gun measures would do nothing. And yet, here we are. So first and foremost, how's everything out there how, how how how's life in in colorado right now
1: well you know it's everybody's got the same you know after the uh, the movie theater shooting right um mm-hmm. everybody was asking the same thing this this has to be enough to make change right and that's mm-hmm. really what everybody is saying now is my god this has to be enough to make change legislation mm-hmm. you know change simple you know, expanded background checks, and yeah. that's kind of where yeah. everybody's at. Is nothing changed after Sandy Hook? Nothing right. changed after the Aurora shooting at the uh, yeah. Batman premiere? Nothing right. changed after all these mass shootings at various universities? And you know, right. these last several years. I mean, what is it? Forty thousand people are shot a year now. And, yeah. 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 And 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 what is it going to take, Luke? I mean, you had kindergarten and first graders, you mm-hmm. know, executed, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, with Sandy Hook and then all these other mass shootings, Florida and, you know, stuff in you know, California and, you know, there's stuff happening all over yeah. this country and it doesn't seem to be enough to, to get even, you know, what people are saying, common sense. Why should we allow people with mental illness be able to buy a gun? That's the simple question. That is the simple the the, the biggest
2: uh, head-scratcher, you know, question coming out of this particular instance in Boulder is the fact that this man had had a record of men- mental illness. yes. Uh, people people around him, people that knew him knew that he had mental illness. Yep. and apparently he was still able to just a week prior to committing these uh, terrible acts, walk into a gun gun store and pass whatever measures that they had in place mm-hmm. and go ahead and buy legally buy that gun. Yes. And and that's what I don't understand. That's why I, I ask, why are people so against common sense measures, you right. know, real, real uh, background checks that really dig in to you as a person? And if that means that you have to wait. 48 hours or so to buy your gun, so be it. Right. Uh, the the very simple assault style uh weapon ban that we had in place starting in 1994 during which time uh the the 10 years that that bill was in place we saw a rapid decline in in shootings in America um again and I, I know I I I say this all the time I can't you know Bobby if you and I you know wanted to we couldn't pool our money and go buy a tank you know you just couldn't you know, right. We, we, we don't have the credentials to do that. I don't understand that if you own a vehicle in America, you got to take that vehicle to the DMV and get it registered. Uh, why is that not the same for every gun out there? And I understand that responsible gun owners say, Well, I do that. Not, you know, my, my guns are registered. Well, right. Okay, good. But there are loopholes in the law that allow those that don't want their guns to be registered to do so. Right. And I just don't understand that. And then finally, I, I have friends and relatives that are like, have, have you ever shot an AR-15? That's, it's really fun to shoot. Right. Okay. Well, then those weapons can be maybe locked up and kept at the range and when you right. want to go have right. fun and shoot your big gun you can go yeah. do that
1: now luke i will admit I've under shot, your bed i've shot right? an ar-15 and they are correct uh-huh. it is it is pretty badass
2: yeah but, fine.
1: but the thing is but do you need not it under your bed right <laughs> not everybody should own an ar-15 or should be able to own an ar-15 there should be special training And you know, if you you know, if you want to become Microsoft certified, right, Mm -hmm. you Mm -hmm. you gotta spend countless hours and pass like you know, mcsc tests. There's like seven or eight of those bastards, and they're very hard and they cost a a bunch of money, but yet an AR-15, you can buy it, and I've you know, for this conversation. I went on various websites um, over these last few days, and there are are, AR-15s cost about about a thousand bucks. That's it, a thousand dollars, and you can get. I mean, there are you know. I just got this this beautiful Jeep, and there's all kinds of shit you can get for the Jeep. Well, the AR-15 is no different. There's all kinds of accessories and oh yeah, all kinds of shit for you know for this 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 gun. But, you know, the thing to make it from a kind of a a semi-automatic to automatic weapon is less than two hundred dollars. Oh, sure. You know? Yeah. And anybody can buy one. That's that. That's what baffles my mind. The power, the damage, the carnage these things do. And anybody can go buy one, which blows me away.
2: Well, one of the things that I wanted to mention also, I was talking about it with a colleague of mine, he's like, you know, uh, there were no wounded in this most recent shooting, there were no wounded, there were no people that, you know, got taken to the hospital, they were all casualties, and yes. that was because of the grade of weapon that he nope. was using, and then nope. also the kind of bullets that he was using. It's
1: a military and, style weapon, period.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And so it also makes me think like why are these kind of bullets even available on the market? Right. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't know how we start to regulate this in a better way that, you know, still allows responsible gun owners and I I I posted something like this on Facebook like look. If you want your rifle for hunting or if you want your you know, your handgun, your Glock <laughs> for personal protection yeah okay uh, but these particular weapons, especially this one, which is supposed to be an AR15 style pistol right well, what the fuck do, what what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> like
1: right I mean this is still a military grade weapon, no? Sure, sure. you know yeah. and, and and what baffles me, right you see people post this shit all the time on social media. The Second Amendment guarantees my right to own as many guns as I want. And that is not true. Not true. I ask yeah. people all the time, when have you ever read the Second Amendment? When was the last time you read the Second Amendment? And most of the time, they've never read it. Right. If you read it, it says it's, 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 it's given you the, the opportunity to own a gun to protect your property. Right. It's not for right. hunting. It's not for putting rifles in the back of your truck. It does not right. guarantee you that. That's right. what society has accepted as what's what's commonplace, yeah. what's protected. But the actual Second Amendment does not say that Bobby Stutzman and Luke Mohat can own 50 fucking guns. It does right. not say that. It says right. a gun to protect you and your family. Right. That's it. And like I, yeah,
2: and like, like I said, if you want... A gun to protect yourself and your property, okay, you know that that's fine, and you can right. do that pretty sufficiently with uh with a pistol with a pistol, right? right. With a with an actual handgun, etc. Um, right. and that's it. You you do not need well, yeah,
1: a fucking <laughs> nine millimeter will put a hole through somebody, you know? Right,
0: right. So it's right. it's not
1: like you need an AR fifteen. That should no. that should be labeled as a military grade weapon yeah and only specific people that have had the right training that and a number of hours of training not just going to an hour class getting a certificate and now you can buy a fucking (laughs) ar-15 right hours of training um can can buy that weapon very like a very small fraction of of the population should be able to get their hands on that type of gun I can't
2: believe I'm saying this, Bobby, but maybe we need we we need to have uh, Corey Wood back on the pod soon. So maybe he can uh, explain to us why owning multiple AR-15s or multiple assault si- uh, style rifles are, you know, is is his God given American right. I just don't know. Right.
1: Right. And he better. He wants to have that next pod, but he better read that fucking amendment because I have and Mm -hmm. he cannot come on that episode and say, well, we can have however many guns we want. That is not what it says. So I hope Corey Wood comes on and he's well prepared because I've read that motherfucker multiple times and all the amendments. So I I would love to to get his input. Okay, you've got one AR-15. Nope. How many did he say he had? He had multiple.
2: He said he had several. Yeah, several. Yeah. Several.
1: Yep, that was the word. Several. So it's. Uh-huh. Yeah. And again, yeah. I, I, like I say
2: all the time, because people always like to fucking come at me like I'm some, you know, fucking lib that's gonna take their guns. I'm like, no, I am a thousand percent in support and favor of responsible gun ownership right but that doesn't mean that i don't believe that there are certain guns that you just don't need and you certainly don't need several of them right so
1: right no no, no i agree i agree yeah you know yeah. ar-15 is just i mean that's kind of like the uh what is that like you know that's like the michael jordan right now of of rifles is the ar-15 and mm-hmm. it's it's cost effective for the consumer it does a yep. shit ton of damage in a yep. very 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 short amount of time and again to make it basically an automatic weapon it costs less than 200 so yeah. so uh, here's my question i posted online the other day yeah if if
2: your intent is to just have a gun that it's fun to shoot, so I want to own it, uh, and and that's it. You're not planning on oh I don't know overthrowing the government anytime soon, right? Or going why, to shoot. Why a do you need more than movie theater? Why why do you need it? why why right? Why? right. It, it just you know, give me a just because I can. It's my right to have it. Uh, come on, yeah. come on. No, yeah, that I needs mean, to be. It,
1: yeah, I'm I'm not saying they they need to ban them but what I'm saying is that a very small percentage of people should be able to get their hands on them. And it's like, I I don't know what the criteria would be. I'm just saying that probably 98% of gun owners don't need an AR 15. Correct. Correct.
2: All right. I guess we'll move on. I could, we could talk about this all damn day. I know we can, but, uh, for fuck's sake! Did you see what happened in Georgia this past
1: week? Yeah, the, the disappointed. This is, you know, Georgia faces. made us proud in what January. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Their their GOP it counterparts is. are just pieces of shit.
2: Oh well, it's like fucking Brian Kemp uh, got all that goodwill with saying nope, nope, we're gonna we're gonna stick with the state law. Yeah. But now here he comes changing the state laws. And as horrifically bad as this bill is, and now if y'all don't know what we're talking about, it is the uh, bill that was just signed into law in Georgia that actually greatly restricts uh, voting rights. It adds new voter ID requirements for absentee ballots. It limits the use of ballot drop boxes. Uh, makes it easier to challenge the eligibility of any vote, makes it illegal for counties to use mobile voting vans, makes it a crime for any third party or outside group to pass out food or water to those waiting in line to vote. And most importantly, it strips the authority to oversee elections from the Georgia secretary of state making him or her a non-voting member of the state election board and allows state lawmakers to initiate takeovers of local election boards.
1: So if you think now, back Luke, how how the, is this legal? Like federally, everybody has a right to vote, right? right? So how is it that the federal government is allowing this to happen? Well, unfortunately, just a few
2: years back, Justice uh, Chief Justice John Roberts uh, in his ruling said that the federal government has no place in dictating how states run their elections.
1: Well, the federal government basically gives tons of resources for these states to have these fucking elections. Yeah. So do they need to cut off the funding? But that well, I mean. Essentially,
2: the ruling gutted the Voter, Vote, Voter Rights Act and allowed states to do what we're seeing them do now. And the federal government can either, well, Bobby, no, I would say if they cut up, cut off the funding, that'll make states worse. like Georgia react even right, yeah, even worse and right. say, okay, fine, you know, we're not going to have anything. I mean, uh, another sorry, thing I'm that still fired bill,
1: up from the gun discussion, <laughs>
2: <that's> right? <laughs> Another thing that this bill did was limit uh, early voting on Sundays to only one Sunday during the early voting period. Well, that is a direct assault on black churches across Georgia that do what's known as souls to the polls, meaning that right. every Sunday during you know early voting, you go to church on Sunday and then you can get on a bus and they'll take you because a lot of these folks are elderly and don't have means to get to uh, a polling location on their own. So they have a bus take you there. Right. Well, that happens on Sundays. And now the state of uh, Georgia are saying, is saying that can only happen on one Sunday during the entire month long, early voting period. So how in the hell is that not
1: Specifically, an a, a, a discriminatory act, right? It's discriminatory. It's filled with racist rhetoric, mm-hmm. and I mean it. It it just it really pisses me off more than anything. All you know, after all the hard work, a lot of people down there have done with you know getting minorities to the polls, and then mm-hmm. they come back after you know winning. Winning the election, Biden won the yep. election, and then we, you know, the Democrats won the runoffs for, oh yeah, for for the Senate there, and then now this is their answer, so yep. that that basically never happens again. But Ex- now exactly. people are going to have to be a lot more strategic and smarter. So instead of having four Sundays to do the, what was it? The souls to the polls, souls to the polls. Yeah. They're going to have one Sunday one and it needs yeah. to include as many people as humanly possible. Yeah. So it needs to be planned. There's going to have to be a lot of vehicles. And I mean, that's the only way that they're going to get, you know, even a, 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 a fraction of the total amount is if it's planned out, and a lot of people are involved getting people to the polls using their vehicles or renting vans or whatever the case. Yeah, yeah. because if they don't, it's it's it will end up being a fraction of what it should be.
2: Yeah, or what it could be. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, it's essentially it's horrible. Georgia, it's horrible. The, the, essentially, the GOP party of Georgia said fool me once, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. And they are locking it down to make sure that the, specifically the African-American majority that lives in Georgia right. has less of a voice than uh, they should have. And they, they saw what that, that, you know, that voice does, uh, as you mentioned. right you know trump losing and the the two senators being being elected and they said not again not ever again not on my watch and so yeah you know yeah hey, logistics you know, Luke, and everything real quick
1: i'm sorry cory yeah. wood i was just thinking about that that episode there's uh-huh. you know he said there's no way right like mathematically i guess he was trying to say that joe biden won the election Mm -hmm. So why is Georgia doing this? Yeah. Right? So
2: I I do believe what Corey was referring to is that mathematically, if uh, in uh, (laughs) the days where only certain folks were allowed to vote and it was extremely difficult for other folks to vote, there's no way that Joe Biden could have won that election. Right. But in our current society, where, as I believe the founding fathers envisioned it, that anyone who ha- is a legal citizen of the United States is allowed to cast a vote, is allowed to vote. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Trump is not going to win. And uh, I, I think Lindsey Graham himself gave up the ghost and said, if and we're coming around the bend to H.R. one, the Voting Rights Act, right. if that passes, uh, Republicans will never have a majority in Congress ever again because there is a what do they call it? A browning of America. Uh there are more african-american hispanic uh asian american uh lgbtq americans voting now than ever in the history of our country and those people i being one of them us folks (laughs) right traditionally vote democratic you know right because we actually listen to the, uh, the the topics we listen listen to the issues and we want to know what is your stance on things like minimum minimum uh, minimum wage and workers rights uh, and health care and we don't get all spun up because uh, uh, the estate of Dr. Seuss decided to stop uh, publishing a few books you know. Right. <laughs> it's, right, we actually we actually listen to the topics. <clears throat> Excuse me, and uh, you know, want to do what is best for America, and uh, if if that is uh, if, you know if the situation is that uh, you know, I'll just stop right there. If if Mitch McConnell and Lindsey Graham and the like get their way, they're trying to enshrine minority rule and what i mean by minority rule is old white conservative men right who have uh, ruled in this country since our founding and they're they're fighting bitterly to to continue
1: that well so (laughs) Yeah, you, you know, I'm just sitting here, you know, you know, you know just, just thinking about all the work Stacy, you know, people like Stacy Abrams did in Georgia. Exactly. And exactly. you know, and Georgia is made up of mostly black people, but yet it's it's old, crusty white people that suppress the majority of the state, which which doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. How are these fucking crusty old white people still in power? Right? People have got to vote. People have voted. Why are these people still in power? It's, it blows my mind. Looks like Luke is muted as we speak so oh
2: shit many apologies (laughs) sorry bobby there good christ no worries i say because i was having a little uh yo what you ever have one of those ticks in the back of your throat i'm being yeah having a very relatable moment here yes and those little ticks in the back of your throat where you can't stop coughing and i'm trying to not do that on air (laughs) i hear you all right so yeah, uh, uh, Joe Biden himself called it un-American, disgusting, despicable uh, Jim Crow 2.0, and oh, the only oh. way that we can, you know, stop this is by encouraging our senators to go ahead and vote for HR one, uh, which was just passed a, lot, a couple of weeks back by the House, and would secure Our elections, essentially reestablishing the Voting Rights Act. And this is the one that old Lindsey Graham said himself, if H.R. 1 passes, Republicans will never hold the uh, majority ever again. So Mm. please call your senators and encourage them to support Support, H.R. 1. (laughs) Support H.R. 1. Absolutely. So I have a question that I want to turn to tech here for you, Bobby. Okay. And uh, I have a question because we once again had a, another hearing up on Capitol Hill and uh, Mike, or Mike, Mark Zuckerberg and uh, his buddies, Zach, uh, Zach, Jesus. Uh, sorry. <laughs> Jack, Jack Dorsey and the like, Sure, you know, we're, we're up there uh-huh. and they pretty much, Unanimously said that uh, you know they, they have no 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 accountability no uh, you know they're not responsible at all for any of the false information from false information about the election to now false information about the vaccine uh, they say we're not accountable we're not accountable mm. uh, and and once again the. The Dems said yes, you are. The Republicans yep. said okay. And where does that leave us? I mean, what the hell? Where does that leave? Well, us?
1: they, they, they need, they must, must be held accountable. Um, you know, you can't, you know, you can't be a a a marketing company and not be treated as a marketing company. And Mm -hmm. these guys have been kind of on an island to themselves, special rules, special policies, while they market the conspiracy theories to the billions of users, making 90 billion a year. Why is it not common sense? And why is it even a topic of conversation that these guys, number one, are a marketing company? So right. you know, I was just thinking. I was watching some new ads um, this past week from uh, from Nike, and if say a company like Nike, <clears throat> people were not up you know up in arms over the Nike ad, <clears throat> excuse me, you know over the Nike ad that you know featured support of Black Lives Matter, right? Right. right. And now imagine if if Nike came out with some white supremacist, you know, shit. And you're going to tell me that that if that invoked, you know, other neo-Nazis or fascists or whatever to come out of the woodwork and say, riot a capital, do you think Nike is not going to get sued and pay millions of dollars? But that's their biggest fear. See, social mm-hmm. media wants all the FaceTime. They want all the use, the billions of users, or in Twitter's, you know, case, millions of users. And and they don't want to they want to keep all that money, right? The margins on marketing is basically a hundred percent margin. There's a sure, little bit sure. of cost, there's a little bit of resource. <clears throat> it's fully automated now. So it's not like um, you know, you're sending the ad to me, Luke, say we were doing, Mm -hmm. you know, an ad for unfiltered and, you know, which I've done on Facebook and, Mm -hmm. you know, a few clicks and it's done. It's, you don't have to worry about it. It's out there. And then you can just see all the people viewing it. Well, Mark Zuckerberg doesn't want to pay 60%, 70%, maybe 80% in lawsuits. My God, now instead of profiting 90 billion, they would profit two or three billion. And that's what they're most worried about is number one, the money, and number two, the power. So, yeah. you know, it 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 baffles me that there isn't more people on the right to say, hey, you know, I've seen, you know, but there, you know, there again, too, when you spread those those conspiracy theories right they wouldn't be able to do that anymore they wouldn't be able just to post lie after lie because not only would facebook be held accountable but the people posting that shit would also be held accountable because part of the structure would be facebook holding users accountable so people posting um uh, the other day there was there was one of our classmates that posted some egregious shit
2: from, yeah, yeah. from
1: from from right wing media right
2: yeah they would yeah. be
1: held accountable for that they I their see, their account could be disabled or or depending on how far this goes they could be fined because what's going to happen is is the rumor is is that if these social media companies get portrayed and categorized legally as a media company <laughs> and they get sued <laughs> for say it say, say something's 10 grand well, the users, there's, they're going to be paying a chunk of that, whoever was associated with that. Because the problem is, Facebook says they can't monitor everybody, which isn't true. But, and then if they get sued, then there's going to be users that are going to be held accountable, and you could be getting, uh, or uh, defamation, you know, various lawsuits from Facebook to say me say I post some egregious right-wing conspiracy shit, and for some reason it gets through their to-come filters. Now all of a sudden, Luke complains about it, and say there's 100,000 people that complain about it. Somebody gets a lawyer and files a lawsuit about it, and Facebook decides to settle out of court. Well, I could be liable to pay some of that that fine. That's Hmm. what's coming. That's what's to come interesting absolutely so people that that think they're going to start groups and they're just going to post shit and they're going to have no repercussions those days are coming they're not yet but they're coming to an end
2: interesting yes because i see like i look at this article from the uh, the washington post about the the gatekeepers and i see you know at the base are the isps so the internet internet service providers so like my you know spectrum comcast etc sure um you know and then there's these domain registrars yeah so i guess those are the what the go of the daddies. world absolutely yeah. and i've got and over 60 the-
1: domains that i've got that i own absolutely Right.
2: Then there's the content delivery networks. Yep. CDMs. Um, and then and then the cloud and then now now we're to the clouds. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then only after that we get to the actual platforms. So this is where the websites, the the apps, the Facebooks, and Twitters come in. Mm -hmm. So are you suggesting that all of these other I mean, I, I had no idea there were so many layers between, you know, what, you know, my, my monthly bill for my internet and what I see on my phone. There's all these layers. <laughs> right. uh, do you think everybody in that chain is, is going to ultimately be re- uh,
1: responsible for yes. the
2: misinformation? Yes,
1: I do because what a lot, you know what a lot of people don't know is that okay so we've got the ISP that gets us access to the internet that pushes mm-hmm. the information across you know the 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 eco space and then the CDN networks right CDNs are great for 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 static content so something mm-hmm. say like streaming services like Netflix Right. So Netflix Mm -hmm. is hosted on AWS globally. But then what happens is they're replicated around the world, utilizing CDNs. And what the CDNs are supposed to do is to reduce the latency from a data center to your computer. Right? So Mm -hmm. you'll, you'll notice if you use say three or four different streaming services, there are streaming services that are better, much better than others. Uh, you mm-hmm. know, like Netflix, in my opinion, is does a better job of replication. And I say replication because it's not live content. It's, it's say, it's movies, right? It's, yeah. you know, it's static. It's not changing. It's It's just being loaded and being pushed out to somebody's device. So Netflix yeah. does a much better job than, say... HBO Max, I think mm-hmm. HBO Max has a ton of improvement that needs to happen um, w- when it comes to this space. But at the end of the day, if Netflix was pushing content that was inappropriate, that was that they were being sued by, well, they're not the only ones that are going to get you know, named in that lawsuit because they're they're going to involve the CDNs as well because they're responsible, the ISPs are responsible, and potentially mm-hmm. the cloud providers. You know, there's agreements that you sign when, when people host your content that they're basically not held accountable, but those days are coming to an end as well. Content delivery, gotcha. as we know it, whether it's social media or a streaming service, is, is going to change from an, from an accountability standpoint. It's, mm-hmm. it's gonna continue to get better, you know, so mm-hmm. when when say AWS says, well, we we provide 4K streaming, Well, that's technically true. But because of the different, you know, the infrastructure and the number of hops across the Internet going from data center to device, yeah. the, the end user isn't really getting 4K streaming at all. But because it, it leaves the data center in a 4K file, right, it's ah. 2180 you know, they can say that they're streaming 4K, but without that CDN in place, the best that you would probably be able to get is 1080p, if not 720p. So Got there's it. a lot of accountability here. It's just, okay, so, you know, Facebook does own their own data centers, but yet they're using CDNs to, to push to the edge, right? To, to mm-hmm. make it a, a much faster execution from data center to device, because if you were sitting there and trying to load Facebook and it just kept loading and loading and loading, that experience totally sucks. So what they do is they not only pay the ISPs for priority on the networks, right? On the Mm -hmm. Comcast, the, the Cox, the Century Links are all making money off of the Facebooks and the Twitters to get priority. And when I say priority, I mean packets, Packets from Facebook, specifically Facebook, have have priority over every other packet, audio, video, whatever it is. And they pay billions to make that happen. Well, then the mm-hmm. CDNs come in and as they are closer to the edge so that if the data center, say, is in San Jose and I'm here in Colorado Springs, well, right. the latency would be pretty high waiting for Facebook to load. So what they do is they spin up their domain in in multiple data centers, not just their own, but in multiple, basically copies, right? So that when I go and load just the domain, the Facebook domain, it loads right away. But then you'll notice if you go into certain sections of Facebook, it takes a little bit longer. That is new content that is now being pushed from the data center to my device, where it's got higher latency, which is not static. It's live packets. It's live streaming. Maybe I'm watching a video, something that somebody just posted and, or it's a live video. Somebody's promoting some product, you know, those experiences are different, but yet at the end of the day, it, it takes base, you know, you know how we say it takes a, it takes a village to, you know, to raise, raise a child or raise a family. It's the same thing with social (laughs) media. It takes a village to make it happen and everybody along that value chain needs to be held accountable in my opinion. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well said. And with that,
2: everybody uh, get your vaccine, stay vigilant. If you think that you have symptoms, get tested. Bobby, did you, there's been articles about, you know, we, we as testing goes up, we've seen a great uh, decrease in the number of COVID tests that are happening. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just want to make sure that everybody is, you know, if you haven't been lucky enough to get your vaccine, make sure if you're feeling the symptoms. Remember, yeah. we're still in this. It's not yes. over yet.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, the CDC is worried right over 20 <laughs> states have not only increased cases. But they're yeah. having the increased uh, mutated strains, Correct. and Correct. states are opening up, and we had what spring break just happened, yeah. and it's going to be interesting to see. You know, it's you know the clock is ticking. Obviously, the Biden you know administration has done a, a phenomenal job getting the vaccines finally out. You know, with they they beat their. Hundred million by hundred days within fifty-six days, and now he's raised it to two hundred million. Yeah. So yeah. the logistics and the manufacturing, those issues have been worked out. Obviously, it helps when you add additional vaccines to the supply chain, like like Johnson and Johnson, right? So we got three, and but we got to keep our eye on the states that are seeing in in increasing cases, right? It's yeah. restaurants and mm-hmm. it, you know, but what everybody's concerned about at the CDC is the mutation. Texas, I guess, is a hotbed yep. for mm-hmm. for the mutated strains, and yet they're open, so it yeah. be variant. You know, we're not out of this by any stretch. No, and that that's exactly it. And it was really
2: sad on. Thursday, when Joe Biden finally gave his his first press conference, okay, everybody settled down. He right. gave a press conference, uh, <clears throat> in where he announced uh, the new goal of two hundred thousand, uh, you know, vaccine or two hundred million, million vaccines. Yeah, yeah, not a single question about COVID. You know they they had plenty of questions about the twenty twenty four race and if he thought that yes. Trump was going to run. That again, was so disrespectful. No one, yeah. no one asked about COVID and how we're doing with COVID and and I I just yeah it, disrespectful doesn't even begin to uh, use the words that I would like to right. use <laughs> to <laughs> to describe that press conference and. To everybody who wondered why Joe hadn't given a press conference yet, well, see Exhibit A, the press conference that happened. It it was just, you know, he, I I truly believe this man is trying to get things done for America and take care of America. And all the press wants to do is press him about clickbait. So, you know, don't, but I'll just leave it there Anyway, would you like a warm and fuzzy, Bobby? Yes, sir, yes, sir I'm,
1: I've been looking forward <laughs> to this Let's hear it Alright, so Bobby, question for you
2: We all make mistakes at work, right? Yep Have you ever made a mistake at work That can be seen from space?
1: Mm, I don't think so
2: have you ever made a mistake at work that caused thousands of trips around the Cape of Good Hope? No. <laughs> no. So man. as everybody I'm sure is aware, what I'm talking about is the big old boat that's stuck in the Suez Suez Canal. Canal. <laughs> Ca- gotcha. Canal, causing, uh, yeah, causing uh, sh- shortages from... From toilet paper, oh gosh, here we go again with toilet paper, uh, to toothpaste. Well, as the good folks at the <laughs> authority of the Suez Canal are trying to take care of this legitimate problem, the good folks over at Slate turned to America's youth to find out how they would, co- or would how they would solve the problem of the big old boat and how to get it unstuck so here are just a few highlights max 12 years old says just turn it
1: theo there six, we go
2: <laughs> theo six says they should just get giant oars and row it back the way they came
1: there we <laughs> go Owen,
2: age five said just just get a crane just get a really big crane and lift it up and turn it around.
1: (laughs) Makes sense. And here
2: comes some of my friend, my, my favorites. They need to get all of the people of Egypt together and just push it. (laughs)
1: Uh,
2: You know, it's just a giant hunk of metal. Get get a get a bunch of people and just push it.
1: Right. (laughs) His
2: little brother, Thomas, age four said they, they need to tie the boat to my mom's car with a string in the, in the car will pull the boat out. Boom. And I'm going to finish here with Henry age eight, because who doesn't like a little Michael Bay action to end things. There we go. They need to start with blowing up all the land that the boat is stuck in, but don't hurt the boat like little explosions. They start as little. The next thing they need are a bunch of big explosions. And then they'll get a bunch of helicopters to come in and get, get winches on the bottom. And then they should attach the lines to the front and the back of the boat to the helicopters. Then the helicopters will fly in in opposite directions just a little so the boat turns free. Oh, and first, first, you should rescue the people. You should always rescue the people first.
0: You've been listening to Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. Politics, tech, entertainment, global headlines, real and raw. Real and raw. Finally, a podcast with real talk and no bullshit. We hope you enjoyed the show. But if we pissed you off, that's okay too. Find us on Facebook and Twitter at Bobby and Luke. On Instagram at Unfiltered with Bobby and Luke. And on LinkedIn at unfiltered-with dash Bobby-and-Luke. How many dashes do we need there, fellas? My god. Anyway, make sure to like, rate, and review. And of course, leave a comment. And check out the website at bobbyandluke.com. This is Unfiltered signing off.